Hey, hello, we're here. Thanks so much for being patient, guys. Uh, two seconds before I told Jake to hit the go live button, my whole computer kernel panicked. So I had to restart. Uh, it's mad at me because it knows that I'm going to get another one real soon because it does things like kernel panic when I have to go live on stream. Uh, welcome. Welcome to Blackness and Dragons, the quest for Matricon. This is a high fantasy adventure. Uh, brand new season. We got new characters, new locations, new perils. Uh, anybody who's been here with us before, this show has been described as an arson and weed pop culture dumpster fire. And that's probably what it's going to be now. But we're going to try our best. Uh, my name is Jordan. My pronouns are she, her. I am the dungeon master uh, here on Blackness and Dragons. You can find my social media at at Lambertra. I've been hanging out with chat with y'all and I'll continue to do that this evening. And uh, we're going to go around and introduce the rest of our lovely players. And they're going to tell you a little bit about their new characters, what classes they are, uh, races, socials, pronouns, all those good things. Uh, go ahead, DK. Hi, I'm DK. Uh, normally I play Morgaus Maywood, so I have completely forgotten how to do my intro. Um, <laughs> hi, we're, we're off to a great start. Uh, I will be playing Belgoria Dumal, the fallen Azamar Eldritch Knight fighter. Uh, she's a big, tall angel lady, like almost seven feet tall, and she's got blue and purple wings and long braids that have little bits of light caught in them. And she is wearing a, like a three-quarter suit of armor, but it is rose gold, and all of the epaulets and carvings are flowers. And instead of pants, she does have an armored hoop skirt. And that's, that's what you need to know about her and me also. Spicy. Somebody else go. <laughs> okay, I'll take it away. My name is Kiki. I usually play Buffy Jenkins, but not anymore. Um, for this character, I will be Eveline Rayla Jones. Um, don't let the name fool you. I'm kind of good. I'm a noble high elf and a bad bitch, and you can find me walking around probably about 25% clothed in my Savage X Fenty and, you know, talking to animals and living my best high elf life. I mean, sorry, everybody else is poor. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead, Jeff. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Jeff and I know everything about my character. I'm just grabbing this character sheet because uh, it makes me comfortable to hold it. Uh, my character's name is Z. They're a Wanti, uh, uh, a warlock. Um, just think of like a, 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 a black or a Chumaro. Uh, um, I know I said Maro, not Maru. Uh, so all the nerds in the chat, just feel free to cancel me um, for that. Uh, so uh, the, yeah, what else um, do you want to know about this character? Um, he's like seventh in line for the throne. Um, so that's like cool. Which throne? He's not really sure. Uh, but you know that that comes with a you know a three hots and a cot. It's fucking living his best life. Um, you know who else is living his best life? We that's the thing. We used to do segues. Uh, we didn't do yeah. any segues for each other. That's what was missing this time. Uh, so BK was like, I dropped the uh, ball. You know who else loves uh, hoop skirts? Uh, uh, Kiki. And then Kiki would have been like, uh, you know who else 
uh, 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 has way too much money uh, because of his trust fund, Jeff. And I say, uh, you know, who else is living his best life? Moses. Um, yeah, I like to think I'm living my best life. I'm Moses. Um, you might know me uh, as Moses from Blackness and Dragons. Uh, tonight, I swear, I am a completely different character altogether. Not that Moses wasn't a different character from Moses, but like there's a slight difference. Like, this is me, Moses, the player. Moses was like, again, me, Moses. Okay, okay, but who are you tonight? Uh, tonight, I will be uh, Thyrese Goody. He is a Tabaxian cleric. Um, he's uh, had an, a very interesting life, being um, once uh, uh, accepted by the royal family, um, only to be ousted uh, as a small adolescent child, and uh, has been working his way back into the house for reasons. Uh I, I have a question about Thyres, which chat brought up already. So the lovely art that we were gifted from Wingless Comics that really set the tone for this season, um, there are some artistic liberties taken and Tyrese is very large. Is he that large in game? Like how tall is he? What's the scale here? So Thyres, um was a small tabaxi. Um, but when you have nothing to do other than just like living in the streets, you got to hit street prison, uh, gym. And so Thyres has been hitting it All right. been hitting it hard. So Thyres is just very huge canonically. Mm -hmm. And lovable. Right. He, he likes hugs. All right. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, before we get, jump right into our story. One thing that is not going to change in between seasons that I am going to start our games off with a Black History quote. This quote comes from Ava DuVernay, and it says, if your dream only includes you, it's too small. All right. <clears throat> now, let's get to it. The world of Matricon had changed. When they awoke, they could feel it in the water. They could feel it in the earth. They could smell it in the air. What had been of their kingdom was lost. I already lost my page. My, God damn it. What had been of their kingdom was lost. Those who remembered it were long gone. It began with the rule of the great king, Nicolodius Canadocius, and the siring of the many heirs. Three were sired with the elves, immortal, wisest, and fairest of all beings. Seven heirs sired with the dwarf lords, great miners and craftsmen of mountain halls. And nine, nine heirs were side with the race of men who above else all desire power. Within these heirs lie the strength, compassion, and will to govern each race and each land. But this was not to come to pass. For Nicolodius's first wife from the race of men, Shmariah Shmeri, was a jealous and vicious bride. They, Nick, his wives and his children were all deceived. And Smariah claimed the throne for her son, Mordred the Misfit, one heir to rule them all. She cursed Nick and all of his children. 
The kingdom would fall to a false heir, cruel and unkind. No alliance of elves and men would save Matricon. One by one, each land bowed to Mordred. Mordred took a wife and had many sons, and his sons ruled the land, each in their own way. Generations passed, and the curse was forgotten. The history became legend. Legend became myth, and for hundreds of years, the curse of the false heir was forgotten. Elves, men, dwarves, orcs, tabaxi, yanti, and all races lived as harmoniously as possible under the kings of Matricon until King Mordred II, and that is where our tale really begins. Mordred II was as unjust and cruel as his namesake. He cast knights and sorcerers out of the castle. He invaded lands, he seized wealth. He was rude and ignorant. And as his rule progressed, Matricon became a, dark, became a dark place to live. However, there was one person who remembered the legends and myths of his childhood, Henry the Herringon. Henry, a court scribe from birth, made several friends and alliances before being cast out of the palace. And on this day, he is calling upon his friends for aid. The first of these friends is Therese Goody. Where is he? Where does he wake up? He, uh, where, where does he wake up? Um, in the back of a wagon that was just parked right out front of a mart. It's like <laughs> a bunch of hay. It's curled up into like a little ball, like a cat. I stretch out. My tail sticks straight out in the air as I'm stretching, and then I, I, I get off of the wagon. All right. Uh, as you're doing that, you see a young boy is standing right outside the wagon, and he, sir, sir, I have a telegram for you. Me? Yes, it says for Thurry's goodie. That's you, right? I mean, yeah, but, and I just reach out to grab the note from the kid. Uh, you open the note and you kind of recognize the handwriting and you kind of recognize the seal on it. The wax seal is like a rabbit's head. Um, and when you open it up, it says on the inside, I know it's been some time since we've spoken, Thyrese, but if you could come to my hut on the edge of the wood, it would be greatly appreciated. I have much need to see a friend. XOXO. Henry the Herringon. Would it end? I'm gonna look across and I'm gonna look for like a random stranger walking by. Um, you see like a an old lady with red hair. Hey lady. What time is it? What's the what? The the time. Do you know what time it is? About skin 30. Oh, oh, shit. Thank you. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start walking. All right. So you're, you're, there is, there is, sorry. I'm going to mess this name up a lot. Help Go me out. It. Go for it. I think, Therese think of, is think of uh, Tyrese Gibson, but Tyrese. Uh-huh. Okay. Tyrese. There we go. Tyrese is traveling by foot. Yes. All right. Cool. Um, so Thyres starts making his way to Henry the Herringon's hut. Uh, the camera cut, smash cut, and we see Eveline. Where is Eveline waking up? 
I'm waking up outside of my gilded tree house where I'm downstairs feeding my many animals. And, you know, it's quiet, a little strangely quiet. But I'm not going to um, And so it's a little strangely quiet and you hear like tapping on the on the glass panel on one of your your doors. The fuck is that? <laughs> you look out the window and like you don't see anything. So whatever is tapping on the door is kind of small. These hummingbirds just need to go to the feeder. I'm tired of this. And you hear a really small voice say, Excuse me, excuse me, I'm looking for Eveline. Mm, and who might you be? Where's this ant? I have a message for you. Um, go ahead. Uh, and the door opens like super, super slowly. Like it takes this creature like all of its might to open the door. And when you look down, it's a little tiny mouse folk, like Despero. Y'all remember that cartoon? Yeah. It's a little, it's a little tiny mouse that looks like Despero, and he's holding like the telegram is like bigger than he is, and he's like, "I brought this from you, from Henry the Hairgun. It's very important that you open it quickly, Miss." Uh, thank you, my <laughs> little friend. Don't forget to grab some grain on your way out. Oh, thank you. It was such a long journey for someone like me. Uh, and little Despero goes to have a meal and you read the telegram and it basically says the same thing that Tyrese has said, um, but it's addressed to you. Okay. Well, good thing. I woke up with some energy today. Better hop to it. <laughs> um, and how does, how's Eveline traveling? I am traveling by none other than probably my trusty steed, Violet. She's beautiful. She's fast. She's a unicorn. It, it's a luxury way of traveling. <laughs> um, and so Eveline takes off and then we smash cut to our hero, our knight, Belgoria Dumal. Yay, yay. Um, where's Belgoria waking up? Uh, I would imagine that Belgoria is already awake. Uh, even before falling, she was kind of the rise with the sun type. Uh, she is actually on the like the palace training grounds, running drills alone. Um, and since you are on the palace grounds, you just hear like the very the the very very large wings like the largest wings you've heard of and you look up and there's an Ericoca I'm probably not saying that right but DD people y'all know what I'm talking about the big eagle man there's yeah. an eagle man flying over and he goes arrah, arrah, and he just <laughs> dropped the scroll on you <laughs> and the scroll basically has the same message that was left for both Terry's and uh Eveline um I love that little bunny man. So I am going to immediately stow my weapon and just be uh, 
I, I keep forgetting that I have wings. I'm going to fly there. What am I talking about? Forget walk. I'm going to fly there. We love that for you. All right. Yeah, so and, I immediately uh, sew all my stuff and just. Deuces, you're off. All right. So last but certainly not least, our prince, Zu, Zuzasa. I did my best. Hey, you did great. <laughs> Where is he waking up? What does this look like? Uh, so he's uh, in his like upstairs loft apartment in the castle. Uh, so he probably has like a little like tower to himself. Uh, he's reading a book, um, and also like there are just like snakes doing like stuff around the room. Yeah, slithering. There are lots of there are lots of snakes doing snake stuff, and one of the snakes slithers up to you, and it's got a letter in its maw, and it says to you in snake language, "Mess." I've got a message for you. First of all, don't call me master. You know, that makes me uncomfortable. Secondly, what is the message? My apologies. My apologies. For calling you master. What should you call me? Z. No, we're not friends. You called me sir. So I don't want to be disrespected. Do you understand? Am I crazy here? I We've all talked about this. Okay. Read the letter, sir. <laughs> I open the letter. Like, I'm upstairs. You could have just. No, Henry, uh, Henry doesn't live in the palace. Henry doesn't live in the palace. Oh, should have really read who this is from. Well, okay. I walk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all of you take off on your journey. Bulgoria is flying. Uh, <laughs> Rella or Eveline is uh, riding Violet. Uh, Tyrese. And Z are walking. Somehow you guys all end up converging on Henry's hut at the edge of the wood uh, about at the same time. And Tyrese and Z, when you get there, like, Tyrese, you look at him and he looks at you. And you look at him and he looks at you. And you look at him and he looks at you. And like, maybe you guys know each other, but you're not really sure. And as Rella, or sorry, as Eveline and Belgoria get there, you guys look at each other and you all sort of seem familiar to one another, but you don't really know each other. What are you, what are you guys doing here? Um, I don't think that's any of your business. Uh, I beg your pardon, I... I, I mean, no disrespect whatsoever. I just, I assume that we are probably going to visit the same person because who else would live out here? A Is large it... bird gave me a letter and told me to come here. Yeah, I got a message from the cutest little mouse. So I figure I got time. Why not show up? 
was it signed by the same guy? We'll say at the same time, on the count of three. I pull out my note. One, two, three. All right, it didn't work. All right. This is good. This is good. Uh, I'll, uh... And when none of you say anything, the door to the hut creaks open, and Henry the Herringon is standing in the door. Um, And for those of you who are not aware, Herringons are rabbit folk uh, in D&D. They were introduced in The Wild Beyond the Witchlight within the last year or so. Um, Really rad characters, and I wanted to build one so bad, so I'm so excited for this dude. Um, But Henry the Herringon is a rabbit folk, so basically like a a human-rabbit hybrid situation. Um, he is the oldest looking rabbit you have ever seen in your life. Like he's got wrinkles. He's walking on a cane. It's like if Master Splinter was a rabbit, basically. And like his ears are kind of cocked in separate directions. Um, and he opens the door and he says, Oh, greetings, old friends. Please do come inside. Warm yourselves by the fire and have some tea. We have much to discuss today. Uh, hello, Henry. Um, and and Belgoria is the first to walk in when she says hello, Henry. And Henry uh, kind of rises up on his tiptoes to give Belgoria a hug and says, so lovely to see you. I see you've been steadfast in your training. You look stronger than ever. Well, thank you. It's good to see you as well, Henry. Thank you for having us. Please, please inside, please inside. Oh, hello, Tyrese. I have not seen you in... So long, you've gotten so tall. Oh, Henry, I, I didn't think you remembered me. And I, I how could I forget one as precious as you? And you lean down for a hug, and he does the thing like all grandparents do, where he like pokes you in the cheek where the dimple should be. <laughs> Stop. Come on, kid. Uh, and you walk into the hut, and then he looks at Evelyn, and he says, "Oh." As beautiful as ever, you magical creature, you. I mean, not much changes when you have magic and money on your side. Good to see you. Always lovely to see you. And he he kisses your hand. Uh, You go inside, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I just walk (laughs) inside as well. And then he looks at (laughs) Zane. <laughs> you just walk inside and he looks at you and he says, I see you have not changed either, my prince. Uh a snake on my shoulder like turns to him and like kind of acknowledges him. Uh and then like slithers back into my shirt. <laughs> um and you all you all come in and Henry busies himself making tea for you guys. The fire's already lit. There's some sandwiches and cookies laid out. Like he's made a nice little spread for y'all. Um, And so he pours tea for everybody. He sits down and he says, I have called you all here because I need your help. I do not like to discuss my age, but I believe we can all agree that I'm a bit too old for a swashbuckling adventure, right? I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but but uh, (laughs) I am afraid that Matricron requires a swashbuckling adventure. Eveline, you for a time worked as the court wizard and you made some prophecies, correct? 
I did, yes. Sorcery is a part of my and past. There was a, a particular prophecy that King Mordred did not appreciate and he asked you to leave the palace post haste. Am I correct? That is true. Would you mind repeating that for us here now today? Look, there are 27 great stars in the sky, our races and our heirs. And when the 28th star shoots across the sky, Matrican will burn brighter than ever. And then the sky will go dark forever. <clears throat> and I got, got and me like taking a big old bite of I peanut butter. Just, I was just, I was just telling the truth. <laughs> and Henry is, he nods really deeply and he says that you are not uh, attempting to offend anyone, but Mordred took offense to it. See, there is a, a myth, a legend, if you will, that a false king will be the end of Matricon. And I have reason to believe, well, let me say this delicately. We need to kill a I king? would ask. Okay. That, oh, sorry. No, 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 Prince. I would just ask that in my place, you all travel to the great library and find the books from the last scribes about the line of succession. Mordred had them sent away and destroyed when he cast me out of the castle. I hid some of them there in my younger, more sprightly days, but we need to retrieve them if we are to save our kingdom. Um, who, is, is it, is it, is it our kingdom really though, if one person just controls all of it? No, and, and that is why we need to help one another. We all know that Mordred has taken this all into his own hand, and that is not how this land should be run. For all of his faults, Nicolodius Canadocius did want a well thought out ruler. That's why he sired many heirs. Yes, Z. I um, owe you a favor. And so I'm going to try to put this as delicately as possible. Uh, no. Uh, but why? Because I don't know why I would do that. Because you, you owe me a favor and I asked you, God damn it. Okay, but I'm I could sorry, do like I a different favor. I mean, I mean, Henry does have a point. If you don't say that you owe someone a favor and they ask for that favor, they come to collect. You, you can't can't go back. But I that. feel like you can like have like, you know, a level of like that's it, it just feels kind of like arduous. You could get somebody else to pick up a book for you. 
I'm oh. sure we all have reservations, but I don't think Henry would have called us here if we all didn't have a particular skill set he valued. Okay, so who can carry books? And then you do that. I will go, Henry. Wonderful. I'm certain that I can count on you. Thank you, Belgoria. And I believe, Eveline, I have your steed and your might. As always, Henry. Tyrese? Uh, I, I'm still wondering why you called me here. I, I don't think I could be of any assistance to these folks here. Uh, and Henry gets up and like walks across the room very slowly on his cane. And then he reaches up to do the grandparent thing and like tuck you under the chin and says, Tyrese, you must believe in yourself for you're capable of so many great things. And I have always believed in you. Well, well, sign me up. I, I, I guess I'm a hundred percent here. I guess um, I, I help where I can though. I do. I have some things for you friends as you embark on your journey. Uh, Z, go ahead and continue to enjoy tea. If you do not want to go with them, just listen. Maybe some of the things I have to offer may intrigue you. And Henry starts poking around his hut, and you guys know that before he became a scribe, he was very much into magic and wizardry. Um, and so he gives you a couple of different things. He gives you first a, he pulls out a bottle first, like a big, a big old, like a jar like this, and it's buzzing. You can't see through it, it's not opaque, but it's buzzing. And he says, oh, this is something special that I've cooked up. It's called a, a potion of bees. And when uncorked, a swarm of bees comes and it distracts your opponent on their turn. Their, their attack will do half damage. Uh, <laughs> and because this was asked of me by Molly, she said, what happens if you swallow it, knowing that you guys are all idiots? Uh, if you swallow it, then you're full of bees, is the thing. So uh, Henry hands um, you a huge- Out of character, of do you become bees or are you just full of no. bees? You're full of bees. And I, I'm thinking that the way this would work is that if you would scream, then you would shoot bees at someone. Um, okay. No, two. Also, are you trying while, to while we're, while we, this is not convincing breaking, me not to eat the bees. Yeah. <laughs> while, we're, while we're breaking the fourth wall, I do need to remind everyone in chat that tonight's game is not just our first game back. It is also a charity. We are playing for streaming for survivors. That is a cause very near and dear to my heart. Um, it's very important to me. It's one of the reasons that I signed up to do this. So please, if you have the money, the energy, the willpower, donate to Streaming for Survivors. I forget the actual, what the acronym stands for, but all the money is going to the W-A-V-A-W charity, um, which helps survivors of domestic violence. Uh, so yes, anyway. Uh, Back to character. So he Henry gives uh, the potion of bees to someone. Um, and then he keeps rummaging around and he opens a couple of different drawers and he pulls out like a, 
like a silver dollar looking type coin. Like it's big and like, you know, like a bigger one, a bigger coin. And he says, this is the coin of Nador. Uh, I believe this might help you on your quest. And basically uh, the coin when flipped tells you if the person is telling the truth. The catch is that you have to declare loudly, I asked the coin of Nador, blessed by the God, are these words which I have heard true before you throw the coin? The coin will always land heads or tails. If it lands on its side and stays there for a moment, then that means that the statement is both, you know, there's a half truth in there. And I can drop all these things in the Discord that we remember it. Uh, Henry keeps moving around his hut. He goes like by his bed. Uh, he opens up the armoire and like pulls out like a top hat uh, and throws it away. He pulls a beret and throws it. He pulls out like a, a bowler cap and throws that. And then he finds like another like kind of funny looking hat with a feather on it. And he goes, oh, this is a hat of vermin. I think you might like this very much, uh, Eveline, and hands it to you. Um, Standard had a vermin. This is not uh, homebrew. This is just a D&D had a vermin. So we can all look at D&D Beyond for that works. But basically, uh, a had a vermin allows you to roll, I think, a D8. And a certain type of animal will pop out of it. Um, and then he, let's see. So Tyree's got the potion of bees. Belgoria got the coin. Uh, Eveline got the had a vermin. So Henry walks around the hut a little bit more, opens up a couple of different drawers, and then pulls out uh, what we would all know as players as a d20 to your characters. It's like a funny like die. And he looks at Z and says, well, this was for Master Z. It is a special 20-sided die carved out of bone. And each symbol has been drawn on it in blood. But... Um, I suppose you don't want this. You're not going to tempt me with a, uh, and before I could like get that out, I start having like an intense headache uh, and uh, like divine. Uh, I'm not sure if other people can like experience this, but like I'm communicating with like this divine entity that I've made a pact with. Uh, and basically in like uh, a second, I have a full conversation where uh, my source of power basically says that if I want to continue to be myself and have access to my power, uh, the uh, I better do uh, what I promised, which is to do one good deed per day. Uh, and uh, going on a quest would be a great way to do a whole bunch of good deeds. So uh, that like happens all in like one second. And it's like, I'll take the die and do the thing. And I just snatch it out of his hand. So you you go to snatch it out of his hand, but Henry is a rabbit folk, so he's very fast. And he moves his wrist, and then he does that like old person shitty magic where he goes he like moves his hand really fast and then goes behind your ear and says, Ooh, I found something in your ears. How did this appear here? Wow, it's magic. And he hands you the die. Um, and what this die is, I stole this off of Reddit. Um, it is, and I will drop this link in our Discord. I can also put it uh, on our Twitter for any of you viewers who want to know what it is. But it's basically a, a D20 version of a deck of many things. So it's a 20-sided die that appears to be carved out of bone with a symbol on each side drawn in blood. 
when a person takes an action to roll the die, an effect happens based on what symbol was rolled. This can happen up to three times after which rolling the die has no effect. So three times we can roll this die of many things and see how that screws with this campaign. Um, also, thank you, Pink and Ink, for putting in chat that the name of the charity stands for Women Against Violence Against Women. So that's what we're playing for tonight, guys. That's what our game is dedicated to. Please uh, keep those donations rolling in if you have them. We don't have a goal this evening. I just wanted to try and do what we could while we're coming back for season four. Uh, all right, so everybody got some loot. And as you're all looking over it, Henry says, now I will be honest with all of you. I am asking you to retrieve the scrolls. And while that seems like it's just going to a library and getting some books, and he looks at Z very pointedly when he says that, this will not be an easy mission. Mordred has spies everywhere, um, and he does not want his reign to come to an end. So even after you have the scrolls that prove what may or may not be true, you may be in for a fight, and this is why I could not get them myself. Um, questions? Yes. Uh, so, yes. one, why didn't you lead with that? Uh, and two, uh, can you just put down in writing that killing people who attack us is for the greater good? That would really help me out. You know, because... One, one, your first question was in the subtext. And everyone else in the room, it was in the subtext. Uh, yeah, more or less. Yes, it was, Screw it you was in the subtext. Uh, the second question, I yes, I, I must have a pen and some parchment around somewhere. Does anyone else have any other questions? Um, no. How many days travel is the library from here? Oh, with a nice young body like yours and a pair of wings. Shouldn't be more than two days. Yeah, say it like that, Henry. Because my body is old and broken, Tyrese. Now, well, I will do, warn uh, you. Two days to get to the library. Two days to come back. But we don't know what will happen in between those times so you know i would i would uh have somebody feed your pets and, and fold your laundry and those kind of things while you're gone uh, i don't know about you guys but uh i'm good no time like the present we accept this challenge wholeheartedly all right Henry. and Thank you, my friends, my dear, dear friends. And he says, I just, I must get this note down for young Master Z. Sir, Z, I know you don't like being called Master. Yeah, people keep and, on doing that. 
Um, so, you know, it's fine. It, you know, uh, sir. And so Henry starts bumbling around his uh, hut again, and he grabs a piece of parchment and a quill, and he says, I, Henry the Heron gone, for what it is worth, do so put in paper that if on the quest to save Matricon, someone must kill someone else, or steal from, lie to, um, what's the thing when uh, you uh, take company funds and you put them to a different purpose? I don't think we're going to embezzle anything. L- listen. And he crosses everything out and he starts over. He turns a piece of paper over and he starts over again and he says, I, Henry the Harrigan, do declare that the four heroes I have charged with saving Matricon must do what it takes to save the kingdom. Mm-hmm. As long as that doesn't require embezzlement. I'm good with that. XOXO, I'm... Henry. It seems fine by and me. And he folds that letter up. He gets a candle. <laughs> he folds that letter up. He gets a candle. He puts his rabbit seal on it. Uh, he hands it to Belgoria uh, and says, I, I trust you to lead Thursi in doing the right thing. <clears throat> Why would you trust her to make sure that I do the right thing? I, I suspect, have for that. I suspect that we'll have no trouble at all, Henry. I appreciate you. I appreciate you deeply. And as Henry is saying that, you guys start to hear commotion from outside. Uh, Henry's hut is in a pretty desolate area, but there are... There are other huts in nearby area. Uh, it's like a small village, right? So like there are some other huts around there, some other people around. It's not a huge town, but you start to hear commotion. You hear like baskets being turned over. You hear people screaming and you hear a lot of barking. A lot of barking. And as, <laughs> as uh, our tabaxi friend starts to hiss, the door to Henry's hut is thrown open and two death dogs enter. Uh, and for those of you who are not aware, death dogs are two-headed dogs as seen in Willow, the cinematic 1988 classic starring Val Kilmer and the little guy from Star Wars whose name I'm blanking on. I feel like a terrible person. I just want to call him Willow Elfgood. He's got a real name. He played Wicket. Y'all know what damn movie I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that Professor guy. Professor Flitwick, that guy. Professor Flitwick, my brother's going to put it in chat right now. I bet you money. Uh, anyway, there are two, yeah, two death dogs uh, enter Henry's hut. And he says, Warwick Davis, I told you Brian was going to put it in chat. It's Warwick Davis. Anyway, the 1988 cinematic classic, Willow, starring Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer, uh, Two death dogs enter the hut very much as they do in the movie Willow when they come to get the fucking baby. And Henry says, I believe our meeting has been intercepted. And he takes his cane and like does a mighty flourish and gets ready for battle. And at this point, I'm going to need everybody to roll a nature. 
Well, if Henry's down to clown. <laughs> Unbelievable. I did just roll a nat one on my initiative. No! You got that no good, bad, bad! Um, so that's a solid two. Early. That is a two. Yeah, you gotta get it out early. All right, hang on. <laughs> I need to get this note down somewhere. Oh, let me... Too many devices, y'all. All right. Uh, Henry rolled a 14. Belgoria rolled a 2. What did you roll, uh, Elaine? Uh, 3 plus 2, that's a 5. Ooh, the dice are not being great right now. Uh, Tyrese? 11. Woo, okay, we're back in the game. Uh, what'd you get, Z? 17. Ooh. And let me roll for the doggy dogs. Let's see. Doggy dog number one rolled a 12. Doggy dog number two rolled a 10. Uh, and I think in, like, actual D&D rules, the dogs should probably get, like, an attack of opportunity, but we all know that I don't, I don't, there's gotta be at least one time tonight where I don't play by the rules, guys. This is me we're talking about here. So it's gonna be right now. The dogs are not gonna get an attack of opportunity. Um, Henry's gonna flourish his cane. He is down to clown with his old legs. But, Z, you get the first attack, so what would you like to do with it? Um, I look at one of the dogs, uh, and I kind of raise my hand, uh, and it doesn't seem like anything is happening, but then you see, like, uh, dust start to move towards one of the dogs, uh, and then you realize that it's an army of fleas that have come to attack the dog. I cast Infestation. I'm a creepy character this time. You are. That's actually really great. Uh, how does... <laughs> uh, so... You're, you're, uh, tell me how infestation uh, works, please. To, yes, they have to roll a con saving throw. Uh, if they um, uh, fail, uh, they uh, take 2d6 uh, poison damage, and they move 5 feet in a random direction, which I can roll for. Okay. Uh, what, what am I rolling for this con save? Uh, my spell save DC is, uh, a very low 16. Oof. <laughs> no! The first dog rolled a 16 exactly. Oh, no! Uh, so they're just like, please. Okay. They're All right, just... so first dog rolled, uh, 16, so he's fine. Second dog rolled a 15. Um, so he, he's a little messed up. Uh, I he think, uh, it only affects one of them. So, uh, it's just, they're just, mm -hmm. it's fine if they're just fleas everywhere. I'll, All right, they're just I'll fleas everywhere then. That's, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's just gross. All right, cool. It's just gross. Uh, it's just gross. It's just some Uh, Henry is next and he's going to... See. Henry 
Sorry, guys. I had to do it. I have to do this because I have to keep true to the spirit of blackness and dragons. Henry's going to cast Firebolt because <laughs> I have to set something on fire, guys. Um, so he's going to hurl a mode of fire to creature and object within a range, make a range spell attack against a target. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 fire damage. Um, so yeah, he's going to friggin' uh, cast Firebolt. And, oh, Henry is old, though, and he rolled that natty one. So, his eye is a little cocked. He, <laughs> he casts Firebolt. It goes, his aim was just too high. It goes right over the dog's head, and it sets the side of the hut on fire. And he says, oh, I, I was prepared for that. I was prepared for that. Uh and he kind of starts walking around, like, trying to find something to put the fire out with. It is now the first doggy dog's turn, and he's going to... He's just going to try and do a bite attack on Henry, because he knows that the fire was set for him. He rolled a seven. That does not beat Henry's AC, so we're just going to move on uh, to Tyrese. Uh, I'm going to channel Divinity and invoke Duplicity, which makes a clone of myself. As an action, you can use Channel Divinity to create an illusion of yourself that lasts one minute. And I'm going to place him on either side of the doggy dog that's attacking Henry. Uh, and both dogs start to growl because there are now two cats in this room and they're not about that business. Uh, what is that your whole turn? At this point, yeah. All right. Um, the second dog is going to attempt to attack, but what is their wisdom? Oh, the dogs are kind of smart, actually. The dogs are actually, they have a high wisdom roll and perception. So uh, I'm just going to make him roll to see if he can tell which one of the Tyrese's is the real one. Um, are they undead? Death dogs are technically. No, it doesn't say anything about them being undead. They're just gross. They're just really gross and they have two heads. Um, he rolled a 5 plus 15 on Wisdom. So he knows that one of them is fake. So uh, he is also now going to just try and do a bite attack on the real Tyrese. But that roll sucked butt. Uh, he rolled a 6. I don't think that beats your AC, right? Nope. Yeah. So he's just, he's just snapping his jowls. Just snarling and snapping and nothing happens. Uh, Belvoria? I am... Wait, did I roll higher than Rayla? Yeah. No, you rolled a two, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Rayla, uh, Evelyn, your turn. What would you like to do? I'm going to pull out my crossbow and try to hitch up behind a chair because hurting animals really isn't my pleasure, but... It's something that must be done. 
I'm going to aim my crossbow for the left head of the dog on the left with hopes okay. of spearing straight through the right corner of his left eye. All right. Uh, give me an attack roll. Thirteen. Wait, wait, wait. Ooh, that, that hit. That hits. Okay. Give me your damage. Okay, 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 okay. Five. All right. He's he's still. You don't. So you don't exactly hit where you wanted to because he's still alive and kicking. But you definitely hit him, and you hear. Mm. You know, like you know that noise. That was more Yoda than it was dog. But you, you, you get what I, you're picking up. What I'm putting down, uh, <laughs> DK. And we're yes. gonna say that was the dog that was attacking him, just to for clarification. The motes of light in Belgoria's hair start to glow brighter and brighter, and she is going to cast Eldritch Blast as a cantrip because I can do that with the feet that I have. Um, and since we are higher than fifth level, I get two beams, so I'm going to try and hit them both. Ten? Ten does not hit. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen hits. Nice. Okay, so nine damage, and then... Uh, I have war magic, so as a bonus action, I would like to move forward to close with the dog that I did not catch with the Eldritch Blast and hit it with my mace. Yes, give me one second. I don't have paper, so I'm trying to keep track of both of these damn dog points, Fair. and it's giving me it's giving me a heart attack. All right, uh, down that many HP. The second dog is down this many HP. All right, so the dog that uh, hit that it was attacking Henry is worse off, but still in the game. Uh, you're gonna try and hit the other dog with your with your mace. Yes. All right, give me your rolls. This is the attack that's this is the dog that's growling at Tyrese. Thirteen again. Thirteen hits. And that time it is four damage. All right, they're both still in the game, but they're you know damage is happening. Uh, we are back up to the top of combat. Z, it's your it's your go. Uh, so I uh, like start like summoning this like dark uh, like energy, um, and you see like uh, the ground start to turn like uh, pitch black. Uh, but then uh, right when the spell uh, was just cast at Eldris Blast, uh, suddenly like the uh, darkness dissipates. And then becomes a beam of light, and a uh, like divine guardian like appears out of nowhere, uh, and you just hear the under my breath go, "Fuck!" Uh, and so uh, there's this spectral entity uh, that is there, and if anything uh, moves within its range, uh, then uh, it may have to succeed on a dex saving throw. Uh, and it's uh, right behind like the 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 dog that was an Eldris. Blasted. Eldritch blasted. Blasted? Blasted? Blasted. Whatever. Blasted. We know. Uh, was that your whole... That's your whole turn, yeah? Yeah, that's my whole turn. I just cast uh, Guardian of Fate. Okay. Uh, I am going to cheat a little bit, because Henry is a, kind of a high-level character. 
Um, and so he's going to do two, he's going to cast two spells at once. His first spell is going to be Unseen Servant. Um, and basically he's going to just create an Unseen Servant to go around and try and put the hut out because this building is on fire as y'all are fighting in it. So that's what the Unseen Servant is doing. Uh, his second thing he's going to do is cast Blur. Um, your body becomes blurred, shifting and wavering to all you can see you. For the duration, any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against you. An attacker is immune to this effect if it doesn't rely on sight, blah, blah, blah. So basically, he's just going to try and make it look like he's moving so fast that the dogs can't see him anymore, so they stop trying to attack him. Um, and hopefully that helps on his next turn. Um, and now it is the turn of the dog that was attacking him. And we're going to say that this dog is so dumb, Blur really confuses him. He's got two heads, four eyes. One of his eyes got shot at. So he's not he's not having a good day. He can't really see. Um, and so he's going to try and move closer to Eveline and just do a bite attack. Um, real quick question. Did that dog move within ten feet of my guardian of faith? Oh crap! Yeah, because this hut is small. So I will I'll give you that. If he if it moves ten feet, it's within your guardian of fate. So what's gonna what what's that mean? Uh, it has to roll a dex saving throw. The spell save DC is sixteen. Uh, it takes twenty damage uh, on uh, a failed save or ten damage on a successful save. You want to know what this dog rolled? You want to know? You really want to know? A three. A natty one. A dead dog, damn. He's not dead, but he definitely he's like he looks like he's nauseous. You know when dogs get dizzy and they start rocking back and forth and they're like doing this thing on both of their paws because they can't tell up from down. That's what this guy is doing. He's not having a good day. So he's just like it's a bad time to be him. Uh it's your turn, Tyrese. Um the one that's attacking me. Uh, I'm going to attack him, and since I have my second version of myself, it it says, uh, when both you and your illusion are within five feet of a creature that can see the illusion, you have advantage on attack rolls against this creature. So I'm just going to do an unarmed attack of... Okay. I had but. Yep, give me them rolls. Oh wait. Oh wow. Twenty-two. I like the sound of a wow. I don't like that. Twenty-two was <laughs> to hit. Um. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, twenty-two definitely hit. So I guess give me some damage. Damn. Uh. One. One. <laughs> well, this dog is still in the fight. Uh, that's where we are with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so if I get advantage, can I just can I roll just to see if I get a natural 20? Yeah, I mean, why not? It's, it's the first session. We're having a great time. Go ahead. I, I didn't. I got an 11. Uh, 11 does not hit. Uh, And while we are in the middle of combat, I just want to remind everybody to help us to raise some money for women against violence against women, because this cast is like two and three quarters female, depending on the day. 
We love our nine our non-binary pals. Uh and we don't we don't want violence against women. We don't want that. So, you know, if you have the spare cash, please help us out. Help us hit whatever goal it is that Jake set. Because he did that. That was not me. Uh yeah, so that the dog is he's 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 living life. Um because your roles were not great. Sometimes the dice are mean to us. It's that dog's turn. He is going to... See, this is the dumb thing about playing as a dog. They don't have good attacks, you guys. All I got is a bite attack. So he's just going to try and bite you, Tyrese. He's just a dumb dog. This is a dumb <laughs> dog. He's a dumb dog. And he rolled a four, so I'm sure that doesn't hit your armor. Uh, no. What dumb dog? He's just snapping and barking. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's his whole turn. Uh, uh, you can use a potion. Okay. I am going to use the potion of that's animal crazy. friendship. I'm going to try to befriend these dead dogs and see why they're here and see if I can co coerce them to leave. But um, let right, me know. I still have my dagger behind my back, and I'm ready to go if this dog tries to bite me. So wait, is the is that potion in your? Yeah, it's in your oh. inventory. It's, so it says when you drink this potion, you can cast Animal Friendship spell save DC 13 for one hour at will. Agitating this muddy liquid brings little bits into view. Blah blah. blah. Okay, so hang on. So for the save DC 13, I'm asking my friends in this group who are uh, a little bit more well-versed than I am. Is she here? Does that, does Eveline roll the DC or does the dog? I believe the dog. How the do you dog. interpret because that? The dog does, right? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. I was I assumed it was the dog. I just wanted to make sure. Um, oh. The dog rolled a 14. That shit don't work. It don't work on this dog. Well, my bonus action is still two weapon fighting. So I'm going to pull my daggers on this dog and try to go straight for the neck. All right. Give me a damage roll or an attack roll. Sorry. All right. Attack. 18. Oh shit, that hits for sure. Damage. 20. <laughs> so this dog now is, both dogs are, they're worse for wear, and they're both just like, blah, 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 blah. I'm killing dogs. I hate myself. very confused. The hut is uh, on fire around you. Uh, we're back at the top of, oh no, we're not back at the top of combat. We are at Valgoria's turn. You've got yes. two dogs very low on HP. The head of my mace, which I have been saying the wrong thing, is I actually have a morning star. Um, I don't know what the difference is, but apparently there is one. The I'm just thinking of like the it's a thing with a spiky ball on the end, right? Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah, but there's also the one that's got a chain. It's one of those. It's some medieval shit. Uh, All right. It. I'm sure is... my brother's gonna pipe up with chat and explain to us the difference because that's his much appreciated. Thing. Honestly, I love learning new things. Yeah. Hit us with your uh, knowledge, Brian. Uh, Anyway, sorry. It is engulfed in green flame because I am casting green flame blade on it to do extra damage if I hit. <laughs> um, and 
I'm just I'm just him again, hopefully. Right. Uh, mean no, because that's a ten. Do you get a bonus with Green Flame Blade? Like, do you get anything to add to this, or? Uh, no, it it just adds to damage if I hit. Oh, okay. So it doesn't add to your attack. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, damn. Okay, so you're just you're just swinging around more fire in the already on fire building. That's about par for the course for this group. Uh, we are back to the top of the round. Morningstar. Okay, so hang on, hang on. Uh, Brian said in chat, I missed the last thing. Damn it, work called me. What's my thing? Explaining weapons, Brian. Uh, Lawful Geek said, if it's a chain with a spiky ball, it's a flail. Solid spiky ball at the end of a stick. Morningstar. Yeah, Morningstar is what I wanted. Spiky ball at the end of a stick. That's All right, the yeah, thing I cool. have. So spiky ball at the end of the stick. Gotcha. Thanks for helping us out there, friends. That was a team effort from the Lawful Geek and uh, Navarre. And from Don, listen, all these guys know their medieval weapons. Uh, we're about to get to the top of combat. Z, what would you like to do? Both dogs are not having a good time. The building is on fire. Henry's a blur. <laughs> uh, there's one dog that's having less of a good time, I imagine. They're equally having a very bad time. Great. Uh, I uh, do a little eeny, mini, miny, mo, uh, and then I land on uh, the one on my right, uh, whatever that means to you. We're going to say that's um, the one that was trying to attack Henry, but is stupid. Perfect. Uh, and I, uh, um, like, uh, point towards it, and a loud bell uh, rings out. Um, uh, um, I've been having a lot of fun with Warlock spells, guys, so uh, just... Uh, just uh, those expanded spell list. Wow. Uh, so uh, it has to roll a wisdom save uh, or take 2d12 damage. Okay, what's the DC on this wisdom save? Because I'm screwed. It's 16, baby. Here we go. Dog rolled at 19. Oh, man. You know what? I'm gonna roll well, for the other dog. I'm gonna say that you you tried to hit both of them. That's because I really like that idea. Aww. So the other dog rolled a ten. Oh, let's see what I roll with my two d twelve. Thanks, Jordan. That's a nine, and that's a four. And nine plus four is fifty damage. No, that's fourteen, no. my friend. Uh, so the dog that 13. you hit. Thirteen. Yeah, you're right. I, I tricked you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, <laughs> so the dog that you hit with it, like he hears this bell going off and like both of its heads start to shake very furiously. And it's like, because like loud bells, you know, dogs don't like loud noises and it starts freaking the F out. And like it just starts running around the hut like feverishly and then just like runs outside and passes the F out. Yeah. Um you see like Z just like smile as it happens, like like as uh like a father would like look upon his like proud his son taking for his steps. That's the smile that he has. <laughs> uh also and, probably the guardian like stabbed it as it was running out, so just it was pretty fucked up. Alright, and then there's one dog left. Uh Henry is just gonna start He's a blur right now, and this is the dog that's looking at Henry. So Henry is a blur. Henry has his cane, and he's just going to go for friggin' bludgeoning damage. Um, and he definitely rolled enough to hit the dog. 
Ooh, and he did six damage, which does it. Henry starts whacking at the second dog furiously with his cane. Like, all you guys see is just crazy blur because he still has the blur spell attached to him. Uh, the servant, the unseen servant is trying to put the fire out. And you hear Henry's voice say very loudly, you must go, go to the libraries now. If Mordred is here at my hut, he knows, he knows and you must stop him, stop him. And all of you exit. You just, you, you, you heed what Henry said. And so you grab your personal belongings. You grab the loot that Henry gifted you. You grab the letter that gave you carte blanche to do what you want to, except for embezzle. And you all run. You just make a break for it. Um, and, and you go, you leave the village and basically you get to a clearing. Um, and you guys all, when you get to the clearing, that's safe away from the village, away from the dogs, away from the fire. You all just kind of stop and look at each other. <sighs> and the gravity of what you've been the gravity of what you've been tasked with kind of hits you. Well that was a good well, that was fun. I'm gonna have to kill animals. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just having a hard time. Uh, what kind of animals are you trying to kill? We kill dogs, sir. We hurt dogs. So this well, is dog specifically, dogs. right? What whatever has to be done must be done. You heard mm -hmm. Harry. Well, um I I I I still don't see where Henry had me uh fit into this nice equation, but I feel like if y'all take the lead, I will help where I can. Um, I say we set off at, on a course for a road less traveled because it seems like we might be meeting some, some more people with the shits along the way. You know, Great. it feels like this group needs a leader. Now, I don't think democracy no. is the right way. So. Uh, we're Okay. Uh, we're like engaged in a very like epic stare down right now. <laughs> you look at her and she looks at you and you look at her and she looks at you. Fine, 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 fine. Consider it though. And, and I absolutely will not. Eveline, <laughs> I like your idea. Great. So now that we're all on the same page, let's go. Uh, Z, can I can I speak for you for a minute? As mm -hmm. I imagine you guys start walking. Yeah, Eveline mounts Violet and starts off at a uh, not a slow pace, but also not like the running that Violet was doing to get to Henry's hut. Just a nice trot. Yeah, yes, yeah, a nice trot. Z, is it? Is that, is that yes? Uh, so my eyes are forward, but there's a snake on my shoulder that's like making eye contact, uh, and it speaks for me. Fair enough. Um, that uh, that mentioning of uh, killing the king earlier. Were you serious about that? I mean, uh, when we're talking about 
regicide. Like, is anyone ever serious? It's like, yes, we want to kill a king, but like, do we want to really do the work of killing a king? Um, why do you ask? Because uh, I feel like I'm willing to do the work. I just need a partner. You're so fun. I did not think that you were fun, but you're incredibly fun. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. And the two of you guys uh, take up pace behind Belgoria and Violet. <laughs> and the four of you set off to go find the lost scrolls that Henry tasked you with. And that is where we will fade to black this evening, y'all. Evil wins! <laughs> Regicide is on the table. Um, let's let's say goodnight, you guys. Uh, take us off, DK. I'm still DK. That hasn't changed in the time that we've been here. I am also still Belgoria Dumal, the fallen Azamar Eldritch Knight. And I'm having a great time. I love high fantasy, and I'm excited to be back with the homies. So thanks for coming to hang out with us. Gang, gang. Kiki. I will take it away. I am still Kiki. Um, but right now, I guess for this period of time, I am playing Eveline Rayla Jones. Um, I am so glad to be back with you guys, too. You are still with the shits, and I guess that will never change. <laughs> um, take it away, my guy, Jeff. One second, Jeff. Um, I really just want to say thank you to everyone who donated to the charity tonight. We raised $215. I will not put the lawful geek on blast, but I will say they gave us a very, very, very charitable donation. And I am so grateful. Like I said, we went into this without a goal. So $215 is really, really great for an hour's worth of gameplay. And I am very touched, very thankful. Thank you so much, lawful geek. You have been a friend of the show for a while. And I really appreciate that donation. Um, and he runs really rad games on his channel. Sometimes I have the opportunity to guest on them, uh, time zones allowing. So y'all should go check out Lawful Geek's channel. And now I will give it back to Jeff. Thank you. Uh, I was going to do a bit, but now I'm just going to like dwell on that serious moment for a bit. Like, you know, life is short. So do good when you can and be good when you can. And then play evil characters so you can uh, get all the evil shit they want to do out in like a fantasy world, uh, mm -hmm. and then like be a great person in the real world. Uh, speaking of a great person in the real world, Moses. Ooh, I like to think so sometimes, but to be honest, I don't know. What's you that well. great? Yeah, what what is great, if not existing? I'm Moses. Uh, it was fun playing Tyrese tonight with the lovely gang uh yeah playing evil is uh pretty fun take it away fearless leader i am lambertra calling me a fearless leader is a wrong thing to say because every tuesday at about 4 p.m anxiety hits me and i say am i doing this again and then <laughs> i remember getting to hang out with four of my best buddies and tell stories and i say i'm stoked to do this again um I'm the DM here at Blackness and Dragons. I'm glad to be playing Dungeons and Dragons again because this is a game I kind of know how to play. I can fake my way through it a lot better than some of the other games we tried. <laughs> and I'm so hyped to be doing our high fantasy adventure. And as people said, it is still a pop culture dumpster fire. Uh, 
I'm going to be ripping off a lot of movies this season, guys, because it was the first thing that I asked our cast during Session Zero, what movies should I rip off? And they said all the high fantasy movies with no black people. So get ready. Um, my pronouns are she, her. You can find me at Atlan Bertra. I am so stoked to be telling this awesome story with these awesome people. Uh, and thank you so much again for everyone who donated this evening. We are the last Streaming for Survivors event this week. Um, and so it's really nice that we're able to go out on a high note with a generous donation. And we will see y'all next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. No more death dogs. Wink, wink. Bye. <laughs>